Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Oh, look at that big lefty quarterback, Boomer. Boomer Sison rolling right, Damn, throwing left. He's slow, I know that. But look at the receiver. And there Slower. it is. Athlete. <laughs> Athlete, though. Adjusted, adjusted the throw there. Wow. Do you remember that? Oh, my goodness. Nice job, man. When what were you weighing me, right there, you probably think? Probably about 295. 295? You All know, right. when people ask me about most memorable, you have your team most memorable things in the NFL, but that's probably one of the most memorable individual plays we're down seven 42 sec 42 seconds left all cleveland has to do is punt it we're backed up no timeouts rodney holman goes through blocks it we go down we get a pass interference on the one yard line wow so we have one play seven seconds no timeout right rookie quarterback yeah first two guys are hurt so boomers in there rookie head coach oh my Sam, gosh we that's the first week he put me at a eligible receiver and we he called that play. I said, this guy didn't want to coach in the NFL very long. <laughs> I said, well, I got to catch it. I'm going to walk home from Cleveland. So I catch it, kick the extra point, tie it up, and we go in overtime to win the game. Wow. Uh, well, it was just amazing. Look at you. You had seven Athlete. catches and four touchdown yeah. receptions in your career. Where did that skill set originate? How did you develop that when you're always blocking and not running pass routes and catching passes? I'm glad you didn't mention average per catch. Let's stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know. First, uh, Baseball is my first love. Wow. I played third base from eight years old through senior in high school. Wow. Okay. I was a third baseman at 275 pounds. Wow. You can now, throw it a little, obviously, if you're playing third so base. So I'd have to hit the ball twice as far as Chris to run around the bases and get a home run. <laughs> but I guarantee Chris couldn't bunt on me. <laughs> I was just blessed with that. So yeah. hands, yeah. hand-eye coordination. Right. Uh, and then I have to give credit to my old lineman. Monday, you yeah. lift, you run, you watch tape. Right. The old lineman, we used to stay after and have our fat man football game. Oh, so you'd play a little backyard football. So we split football. up, yeah. old guys against young guys. Max right. Montoya was our quarterback. Right. And Sam Weiss's office was right there. So we would, we would toast the young guys, and Max would hit me for a few touchdowns. I think that had something to do he with it. He saw you. He goes, yeah, the guy <laughs> he can might catch have. the ball yeah, a little bit. He might right. have. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, that's was incredible. Fun, yeah. Um, I, I'd love to, like, just, you know, your Super Bowl experiences, right? Yeah. Uh, I know you didn't win either one. You played the, the damn 49ers both times. Yeah. They were close football games. Yeah. Uh, tell me, like, the difference in mindset between the first one as a young player yeah. and then, the, you know, the next one seven years later. Oh, it was definitely a, a different mindset. Right. You know, I get to the league, my, my rookie year, we're 6-10. and 10. Right. Uh, I could see the team getting better. New head coach, Forrest Gregg. Now, you have to understand, 10 losses in one year, that's three, four times more than I had four years at USC. Oh, right. You guys <laughs> so were stacked. Like, you had an all-star team at USC. So, but I could see the improvement. 6-10, and 10, we could have very easily been 10-6. and six. Right. Next year, 12-4, and four, home field advantage. My second year, and I'm thinking, man. I think we're going to be there a few times in a row. So right. we go and we lose the close one, the 49ers, uh, Joe Montana, yep. you know, the goal line stand. Right. Uh, and then, like you said, it's another seven, eight years until we get back. And I thought we had the talent. Yeah. 
to get back, but it just, you know, that's why I have so much respect for the teams that get back year after year. Buffalo, even though they didn't win one, four in a row. Right. It's incredible. Now you see what Kansas City's doing. Right. It's crazy. It's insane. But the <laughs> top of them all, Brady and the Oh, Patriots. I, it doesn't it's, even it's make nuts. sense. And then, of course, this, you know, and I, I told myself going to the second one, I'm going to take in more than I did that first one. Yeah. I really didn't take in as much. Right. Kind of hard when you're playing the AFC Championship game in 59 below. Right. And then you go to That's Pontiac, right. Michigan, right. and you can't leave the hotel room because yeah. of the weather. <laughs> right. Now you get the second one. You're going to Miami, 83 degrees. You know, you go fishing before you start preparing down there. You play a little golf. Right. So I wanted to take everything and make sure that I remembered a lot more yeah. in the second one. But uh, even after that second one, I thought, you know, with Boomer, yeah, James sure. Brooks, you guys still had Eddie a Brown, we were loaded. Right. And, uh, and, you know, we didn't get back. Yeah. So. But I'm thankful, even though we didn't win one, I had a chance to play in two of them. Were you way more nervous in the first one, right? Like, my dad always speaks right. about how, like, in the Super Bowl, his Super Bowl, the first drive, like, everybody in the huddle was hyperventilating, yeah. right? I kind of <laughs> told the story to Mike yesterday. Yeah. Were you, did you notice, like, in the second Super Bowl, you're like, okay, I've been here, done that, as compared to maybe the first one where you were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm in the Super Bowl. Was there that feeling at all? You know, I think personnel maybe brought on that hyperventilation. So yeah. my first one, they were in a 34 defense, okay. odd defense. Right. Uh, they had traded for Fred Dean, oh, who is their pass rush specialist right. coming from San Diego. I faced him my rookie year. Yep. For his size, speed, strength, I'm thinking this is not real. Right. So going to the game, we need to keep him in that odd defense. Keep him out of the nickel defense gotcha. because Fred's going to be coming in. Right. We go out, first play, they're in the nickel defense. Oh, they came Number 74, right, and I'm and thinking, like, oh, okay. No. <laughs> but, you know, it ended right away. Okay. You know, just the excitement. And for me, it was more adrenaline, excitement, than it was nervous. Right. So I guess, I guess it was a combination of both. Yeah, yeah. Okay. December 10, 1989, Cincinnati. Brown's in town. Snowballs start flying. And Sam <laughs> Weiss grabs the microphone and ultimately says, you live in Cincinnati, you yeah, don't live Cleveland. in Cleveland. How right. the players respond to that well first of all the pa announcer roamed the sideline and by, th by that time uh you know we just kind of okay what's sam gonna do this week <laughs> we saw him and now those were the days of somebody holding your wires yeah, you know, right. that, you somebody yeah. Just following you around like so he takes a, a headset off <laughs> he hands them all the wires and we're like okay we're on the sideline but what's going on yeah, right he goes down the sideline across the end line and we keep watching, and then he grabs the mic, and we go, oh, my goodness. What's it? And that's when he said, you know, the next person that throws a snowball, turn him in. You don't live in Cleveland. And we're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, but uh, that was classic. That was classic, Sam. But let me tell you one thing. Genius, offensive mind. Yeah, right. You can say whatever you want about him as a person, but I tell you what, those eight years – I was at left tackle yeah. with Boomer and Sam. Right. We were doing things that nobody, nobody was, doing. was doing. I know. Nobody. The hurry-up offense. You guys kind of invented that. But, you know. but it wasn't actually the hurry-up. Right. We called it the attack. The attack. We could hurry attack, up. Attack, attack, We attack. could hold the defensive linemen in their stance as long as we wanted to. Right. We had, and you know terminology, we had every play coded yeah. four different ways. Right. I mean, so that meant you call one play with terminology four different ways. Yeah. We had plays, if we broke a play, we had solo, dual, and trio. Let's say we busted a 40-yard play, defense is a little discombobulated. Yeah, right. As we sprint to the line, Boomer's going, duo, duo, duo. That gave you formation, play, and snap count. That's incredible. Wow. That's way ahead of its time. That's what teams are doing oh, now. I know. Right? It's a Chip Kelly and all that, the coded yeah. words. The K-Gun. The K-Gun. started after. It started yeah. Jim Kelly, and then we're yeah. like, damn, that kind of works. That lefty, so, big blonde guy, let me copy that. <laughs> but, yeah. but with Sam, I mean, he was just like, Okay, what's he going to do? That? But the guy was amazing offense. And with him, Boomer, Turk, Schoner, right. brilliant mind as right. our backup clerk, and Bruce Coslett, those guys just killed it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun as an offensive player. Give us one guy you played against who made you say, wow. <sighs> he was on the other side. And thank God I just saw him a few plays in the, in the Pro Bowl. I would look at number 92, yeah. Reggie White, right. and say, Wow. Right. He can take a 300-pound lineman and toss him around like he's throwing his kid in a like swimming pool. Like a rag pool. doll. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I saw – a lot of times I went, wow. Yeah. Between him and LT, yeah. I said a lot of – and your dad played with you – know, I know. Well, I used to be, wow, yeah. I hope 92 doesn't hurt my dad today. A lot so LT and up. Reggie, wow. Yeah. Those are wows. They were wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you just with, – with Reggie, you had to be a little more power – 
I guess, uh, be worried about the power moves, the LT, you had to worry worked. about the pure yeah. speed yeah. or Reggie, whatever, right? right? See, that was a great thing about when I was playing. We yeah. had the power guys, right. but then you had the fast guys that would come in. Uh, I didn't see the same DE. I kind of liked the day. You know, I saw a 280-pound DE, but then... You know, Derek Thomas would come in at 235 and run like 4-2 and he yeah, could run right. around you. And he'd get low as hell. So you had to stay a little low, but you had to be able to, to maneuver and move right. out there in space. So, right. I mean, I loved that part of the game when I was playing. How much better would you be if you were playing today and you could, like, hold all the time and they never call it? <laughs> yeah, tell us. Like, what do you look at at tackles right now? Like, do you go, like, wow? Or what's your thought over it? Well, over first this? of all, I wouldn't have a weigh-in. So that would be sweet. <laughs> that would be like, no surprise way in, Sam. Right. I'm 300 pounds, but don't worry about right, it. Right, right. Uh, I was 315 in college, and I felt great. Right. So I'd probably be a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be like, okay, as long as you don't pull. Okay, Chris is playing D across. As long as your shoulder pads don't come over your face mask, it's not holding. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, yeah, I get confused. What's pay-I? What's, you know, what's passing the front? I hear you. What's holding? It's all over the place right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's, you know... How about letting the tackles off the line of scrimmage a hair before the snap like we've seen this year a lot? Well, that's anticipation, yeah. Chris. Come on, that's okay. not early. <laughs> <laughs> He's defending his guys. That's uh, anticipation. But, no, it's, uh, you know, and I have great memories, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, you know, my thing here, so I just was over doing a panel with Deanna Flores. Right. Flag football quarterback from Mexico City, little bitty gal, and Marissa, who's, you know, the NFL. And, you know, for myself, being a Latino, being Hispanic background, sure. And really doing this panel with Toyota. You know, Toyota has been the official you know, automotive partner for the NFL for a year. Right. And for them to team up and really allow families to come together and some great experiences. And for them to really promote this. In, you know, I've been doing stuff like this for years and years. Uh, character camps for Hispanic kids in Mexico for 10 years in a row. 30, 32 NFL cities uh, up until COVID. Right. So to be able to be on that panel and just see the passion this young lady has playing your position, quarterback, yeah, yeah. flag football, and you know, being in the Super Bowl commercial. It's and amazing. Winning. And then, of course, Marissa and her job at the NFL. You know, building the fandom uh, you know, with the Latino community in the States and around the world. And the, but uh, that's something that I've always uh, felt very proud of and have taken very seriously. Even though I'm, I was born here, I'm an American, but my culture, my grandparents, great grandparents. I hear you. That's great what you're doing, man. Brought the, the food, the parties, the, you know. Right. Uh, and, I've, you know, to see guys like Fred Warner and, you know, Pacheco and really continuing the legacy of. Yeah. And, you know, people talk about me being the trailblazer. And I kind of, I had to add a little bit. I said, but remember, my rookie year was 1980. Think about the first Latino backup quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And the first Latino head coach to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Tom Flores. Flores. Tom Flores. Right. I mean, that, that's kind of a trailblazer. Yeah, that is. You know, with Incredible. Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett, right. Yep. You know, Joe Cap with the yeah. Vikings. Guys, I used to watch. I, yeah. I want, so I don't know if you know this. I was a quarterback from eight years old to eighth grade. Well, I'm not shocked. When you told me you played third base, <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, Anthony's a little different athlete than I so thought. So my guys were Roman Gabriel. Right, sure. Lenny Dawson. Okay. And uh, Bill Nelson. Yeah. Of course, Joe Cap. I want to be like those guys. Yeah, right. right. But, uh, yeah, so this has been fun for me to... How'd to, you get steered away from it? You just got too big? So I get flag football. I put the pads on as a freshman. About 6'2", 6'3", about 235. I come out with a two-bar. <laughs> freshman football. Yeah, first like time Andy with pads. Reed at the punt pass and kick competition. <laughs> so the coach says, okay, lineman over there, receivers. I go running over with the quarterbacks. Right. Coach looks at me and goes, you're not a quarterback. I yeah. said, you see all those wide receivers? I've been throwing to them for years. Right. He says, you got to go and see Henry. Yeah. Henry was our equipment manager. Right. you got to change your face mask. Right. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so now I'm trying to, first day of practice in pads, I'm trying to put my hand on the ground, get comfortable in a three-point, can't throw the football anymore. I said, well, I'll play this year, but baseball, I'm going to play varsity this year anyway. Right. Second day of camp as a lineman, I started to get a lot of fun. Right. You have to understand, I'm – Two times as big as most of the yeah. defensive so you're, you're killing people going, <laughs> so, I like this. So this coach, uh, you know, by my senior year, I'm 6'6", 300 pounds, and uh, on my way to USC to play offensive line, I said, I think back to my freshman coach, Roger Dunlap, and say, I guess I owe you a big thank you for moving yeah. me from quarterback to offensive uh, line. Who do you see that's, playing today that when you see him, you, you think that, you know what, that, that's me? Well, I don't know if I, I don't think I ever say that's me, but I'll say, man, this guy's pretty good, Trent yeah. Williams. Uh, this yeah, guy's right. pretty good. right. Uh, you know, Lane Johnson. This yeah. guy's pretty good. Right. You know, the kid. Uh, they just ten, jump out when it, you watch uh, it. Tenzel down in. Um, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Larry yeah, Tunzel. Larry Tunzel. Yeah, Tunzel. Houston, Houston Texans, yeah. right. I look, he's pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, mainly Trent Williams, I said, 
guy's something was 35 years old. He's pretty good. He's really good. Seems like he's yeah. getting better. That's yeah, the thing. Exactly. I, I got yeah. one more for you. I know you got to go, and this is awesome yeah. what you're doing for Toyota and, and yeah. the Anthony Munoz uh, Foundation. The 49ers, the second Super Bowl, uh-huh. right? You know, you were playing a team. It's a little like the Niners are playing this Chiefs team. They've won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They got this great quarterback. Everybody's like, oh, he's so clutch. When, when Montana had the ball at the end of the game, was there, like, did it feel inevitable? Did you go, oh, no, he's going to go down the field? Like, because I feel like we could be in that mode here in this yeah. game where the 49ers could be leading, and now Mahomes has got yeah. the ball, and they might be like, oh, gosh, he's got it. This, what was the feeling on the sideline? It line? wasn't until they got close to midfield. And At then, first I said, our defense has been bending, but they've been playing. I mean, right. they've been getting they a lot of yards. all day. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rice was getting a bunch of catches, but hadn't, you know. Right. And I felt good about it. Yeah. But then they, if you remember, they had like a third and forever. Right. And Rice breaks the tackle. He thought the in cut, and he broke a yeah. tackle and ran up and the field. And he gets like a yard more. That's when it kind of, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Right. But, but then they throw to a guy that didn't have a catch all game. Right. Taylor. Jonathan First, Taylor. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I felt, I felt good that we could stop him. Okay. But after that third and long, it was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Right. That we was might, we like, might be oh, in trouble. Yeah, that was like, uh, I wish I had some Bruce Smith pass rushing ability to get in there and <laughs> rush Help a out. Bit. Yeah. The great Anthony Munoz, Hall of Famer, we appreciate very much your time. All the best to you. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. Thank you. you know, I felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. I'm telling you, Peter, I'm sorry. I've never been that guy. I was the guy that was always doing all the work, and I didn't usually like the people that didn't do much and still got an A because of me. You absolutely of have course been that I guy. Have. Damn. You've Every been the guy I ever was on, I was that guy. You've been the guy that if there were, the group was bigger than two, they've eventually told you, just go ahead and go home, and yeah. we'll take care yeah, of it. Because you're that. getting in the way, because you're here talking, and you're like, hey, everybody clunking heads together and like just go home i certainly we'll wasn't doing it. any of the dirty work i could have like brought the group together and be like okay wait what are we gonna do here you guys got this figured out Tell all right me see you me again all right that was that great josh allen quote from during the season uh, when they had one of the, one of the few games one of the only games of his career where he didn't have to do everything Everybody got, else took care of things. Uh, well yes it, it's funny i got so i got in trouble at texas my last year there because I would do a little of that, right? I wasn't I didn't show up to every class and at the oh, end of the stunned. the semester <laughs> I'd try to pile it in all together. Like the last two weeks I'd be like, I'm gonna try to catch up the whole semester right here, right? Mm. And I had usually the, the rest of us have nightmares about that. I you know, realize that I like know. to yes. this day. So, right. You live so what the rest it. of us have nightmares I about. It. I would get a tutor through the football <laughs> program and then I usually had a friend female or male in the class where I'd go, hey, like when we get towards the end of the semester, can you give me your notes, right? And I'll, and I'll study your notes for the test. And I got accused for cheating on like, like a test that's like, was like paragraph form answers, right? Because they thought my answers were too similar to another girl who sat like three seats away from me. That there's no way you could have actually done this. I couldn't. And and I guess the language, but I was like, I, you know, so they bring me in and they're like, we think you might have cheated on the test. And I was like, what? Like, how do you even cheat on a test like this? I don't understand. What are you trying to say to me? And I had to show them the girl's notes that she had given me and like, be like, listen, these are the notes. I, I got everything from her. She taught me the class how to take the test. So, uh, yeah, I guess I did do a little bit of that. All right. uh, (laughs) We have yet to cover the commissioner's press conference from Monday, which is exactly what they They wanted. That's one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why they moved it to Monday, 3 o'clock local time, two hours before the start of opening night. You talk about opening night. You talk about the Chiefs, you talk about the 49ers, and then you talk about the commissioner's press conference. Why would they want later. that, though? So then why even do it? Like, what's the point that's, of I think that's the next step. Right. They just won't do it. Right. They won't do it. He's available every day to the media anyway, so why, why do a press conference at the Super Bowl? So anyway, I didn't get invited if you haven't heard. I don't know. Maybe you haven't really? heard that. I don't know. Have you heard that? Are yeah. you aware of that? So yeah. anyway, Shireen was invited. Shireen yeah. was invited. And, and what did she do? But she asked the question you wanted to be asked. Yeah, so. you have good. to be invited? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I it was, was invitation only. I'm glad you okay. read stories. I don't it. always read that type of stuff, <laughs> yeah. I, so maybe I did miss that one. I usually hit so everything. Anyway, it was invitation only to keep right. rabble-rousers like me out. That's not their official excuse. What right. they said uh-huh. was, you haven't come in several years. I said, well, you do it while you know I'm on the air talking about your sport right. and promoting your sport. Right, yeah. So there's kind of a conflict. Yeah, right. Now that it's at Monday at 3 o'clock local time, 
I can do it. And my my response to that, well, there was no response to that. Uh-huh. So yeah. easily could have rectified it. Regardless, Shireen attended. Yeah. Shireen and you, asked and you the know question. What you did. You did the, won't someone rid me of this meddlesome question? Exactly. <laughs> and Shireen asked the question. And you get to hear it now along with uh, the answer wait. from Roger Goodell. Oh, wait, we don't hear the question. We just hear his answer. So let me make sure that you understand what the question is. Back in 2012, Roger Goodell said that if gambling is legalized, normal incidents of the game, such as bad snaps, penalties, fumbles, and other errors, will spark speculation, distrust, and allegations of point shaving or game fixing. The question was, are you aware of that happening now that we're five years into gambling, and what is the NFL doing to counter it? Here's his response. Uh, Shereen, that's exactly what I was talking about before, is protecting the integrity of the game, making sure that our fans understand that what they see out there does does not have any undue influence. Uh, We have to educate our personnel. That goes from owners to players to coaches to everybody in the organization, to everyone at the league level, to our partners, uh, making sure that they understand while people can speculate, people can have perceptions, we have to hold that standard as high as, as we possibly can. I haven't heard an awful lot of that, but you do hear. There, there are people out there that, that, that say those things, um, whether they're irresponsible or not. I think we've proven it in the way we enforce those rules. Um, we have suspended uh, a number of players for betting on the NFL or uh, involvement with gambling activity. We have suspended a number of personnel, both at the club level and the league level, for the same. We've actually terminated employees. Um, so we will do that, and we take this incredibly serious. So we understand the risk. We did not make the decision. Ultimately, the decision was a decision by the Supreme Court. They legalized sports betting. We have to adapt. Uh, we have to embrace it. We have been cautious. We have been very thoughtful, I think, in our approach. Uh, but we know the risk, and protecting the integrity is number one. Okay, I have two points to make for now. One, okay. that's oh a great answer to the question. Right. If the comment he made in 2012 was, if gambling is legalized, it will pose a threat to the integrity of the game. What are you doing to protect the integrity of the game? What he's doing to protect the integrity of the game is completely irrelevant to his concern that the mere existence of legalized gambling will cause speculation, distrust, and allegations of game fixing based on the normal stuff that happens during a game. Fumble, up, it's rigged. Bad call, up, it's rigged. It doesn't matter if you can say, well, hey, trust us, we have high integrity in our game, so you shouldn't think the fix is in. They need to go farther than that. And the thing I've suggested, because somebody asked me earlier today, well, what, what should he say to this? What you should say to it is, look, we're going to make our officiating. We can control officiating. We can't control what the players or the teams do. They're accountable to the media all the time. We're going to be accountable to the media all the time. We're going to be fully transparent with our replay review function. We're going to have audio and video of the deliberations so nothing is hidden. So people can't say, well, why did they make that decision? The fix must be in. We see them make the decision. We're going to have the referee of every game available to the press after the game to be questioned by reporters. To have that transparency, we're going to have a VP of officiating who is on TV, who does every interview that's requested, so that when there is a mistake, they acknowledge it, and they explain it, and they move on. When it's all hidden behind a curtain, that's when people think that bad stuff is happening. And right now, everything is hidden behind a curtain. That's what I want to hear from Roger Goodell or somebody else with the NFL. You want more transparency? I want some. Yeah, some. I want any. Any. Right. I I, I hear you there. Right. I mean, we've discussed this a lot. I want more than just random drops of Walt Anderson into TV broadcasts. The other thing I just, with my challenge, like, too, is where I would do off of the comments, right, in my spidey senses, is like, 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 uh, Congress didn't go, hey, I got a good idea. Let's legalize gambling. They didn't do that. Like, it's hard for me to take that comment just as it is because the NFL inched Congress towards that. Hey, it help us. We can make more money. There's this whole avenue out there. There are billionaires who know all these congressmen. They helped move this thing this way. 
They can't just go, well, they made it and we had to evolve. No, you wanted to evolve because of the money. And there, there were, that's what's surprising to me. They kind of wanted it, and yet they don't want to be transparent behind it all he the way. He said here. this to Mike Tirico before the regular season opener. Right. He said it again yesterday. The Supreme Court forced us to be in this space. It did not. No, they right. can still hate gambling as much now as they did before. As I've been saying, and it's been part of my shtick, and I think I, 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 I drew your ire on the text chain when I first said it. Mustard is legal. I'm never eating mustard. <laughs> You don't have to gamble. You don't have to embrace gambling. Yes. You can say and make it much easier for all of your people to understand we will never have anything to do with legalized gambling. It's, it makes it much easier to have the rules explained. Because right now it's just convoluted. Well, if you're with one of the teams, you can't do this. If you're not with one of the teams, you can do this. Or the league office can't do that. You can't do anything because we are going to shun gambling. Right. Even if it's legal, we right. want nothing Stop to do with it. Stop the stupid they guidelines do that. of, like, if you're across the street, you can gamble. But if you walk <laughs> over right. here, yeah, yeah, yes. you exactly. Yes, right? exactly. But right. I, and I think, you know, where I would object to what he's saying is that you have to do X, Y, Z. Like, you don't have to do right. that. You know, you do not have to embrace gambling. You don't have to make it so that, you know, we see these slot machines that have NFL logos right back on there. them. Exactly. In this but room. If you, but if you work for the league and you get within five feet of them, you will vaporize. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or, or if, you know, if you happen to be staying in Mandalay Bay and you got to get from, I don't know, where the Uber drops you off into the lobby, well, you got to walk through the casino. But that's okay because you're just walking through. The don't casino. stop. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't ever look. Don't tie your shoe. You know, if you see somebody you know and they're at the craps table, you better not stop for them because I don't know what's going to happen there. It, it's... There's a lot of this where it's just like it's too complicated. It, it's more complicated than it needs to be. And, you know, I, I don't really know what the solution is. Yeah, you can have, let's say, okay, let's be more transparent with it. And that's one thing that can make you say, all right, you know, this is not something that's fixed. But at the same time, Mike, I mean, when we look at, like, society today. Well, right. Yeah, you know, nothing, no answer is going to be thank you. to fulfill people. It's right? not. Like, if people think things are fixed, they're just right. going to think they're fixed. Right. You know, I, like, it's just, it is what it is. But and that's all know. the more reason to have the transparency, I, I think. I agree with you that there should be the transparency, yes. But like, at the end but of the day. But you're saying it's not going to quiet everybody out no, there. Still gonna, it's yeah, not. I hear you there. You're right. It's not even going to quiet him. Yeah. No, you're right. It's not going to quiet him. You want me on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> you need me on that wall. I know this is a movie. We got but so I don't much more we could talk about. Is. It was not made in the eighties, so you I should know. be aware of oh, a few good men bad. with Jack Nicholson. Uh, I thought you watched that one. You were gonna watch that one. Yeah. Anyway, we have a whole thing about him not watching any movies from the eighties when he wasn't even born, which is very depressing. Um, let's put this one in very quickly. Roger Goodell was asked whether or not we will see a streaming only Super Bowl at any point in the future. Here's his response. Certainly not in my time. <laughs> I, I, I still believe, um, and even on some of the pay services, listen, one of the secrets of our success is we are um, really committed to broadcast television. As I said, 90% of our games are on broadcast and free over-the-air television. I think it's the reason why you will see over 200 million people watch this game here in the United States because it's on broadcast television and the broadest possible platform. It's funny that he said, certainly not in my lifetime. It would have been easier for him to say, it's never happening. We are never going to have a streaming-only Super Bowl. He didn't rule that out. No. And look, there may be a day when TV as we know it is yeah, gone, and it's the only way you true. can broadcast right. a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's coming sooner than later, Definitely. Right? right? I mean, it's not like people watch things over the air on broadcast television, except for football. Uh, like, like that, that's what people watch. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, you go to an age group under 30 years old, like, they're not watching. Network TV is not a thing yeah. anymore. It's not. So but it is still, the go numbers are bigger. They the stream the Peacock are bigger. game. You're right. And, right. It's and going the other in the playoff right numbers are bigger. Like, yeah, right. Like, I, I mean, if he lives a long time, I, I would go, no, you're, I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to happen. I think he means in his time. When Amazon writes a check that says, "What? How many zeros are on there?" Okay, yes, you can stream it on there for the Super the, Bowl. The two they concerns are: at some point, you jeopardize your broadcast antitrust exemption, and you also don't get 110, 120 million people all simultaneously tuning in. Or maybe you do. Amazon this year did a good job of getting a lot of people. 23 million watched. The Peacock only playoff game. So anyway, we need to take a break. Okay, he's here. He's in the house. He's oh, he's squinting at his right. phone. 
He's going to be yeah, up here with his record of fact. Yeah, me just kicking you off the show because he can't wait to talk to Mad Dog. I can talk to Miles anytime, like any of the days you choose not to work. Right. So Mad Dog, we don't get Mad Dog very often. You can talk to him more. Mad Dog, Chris Mad Dog Russo next year on PFT Live next week. You can talk to him more. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow. 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 I, wow. I got the record and fact book of 2023. And Roger signed it. My God. I got the record and fact book. Remember, nobody gets this. Florio's off the list. They're down on him. To get Peter King. Nicely produced. <laughs> That's funny. That's very well done. Very well done. Did you get it this year? I sure did. Man, I I didn't know, you he didn't sign it. He well, didn't yeah, sign it, yeah. but I do you have You are some ass kisser to get that. Oh, all I the time. love that. As a matter of fact, they got two guys in there. I thought they sent me two because they don't know that they each sent me they one. So I get two. two oh, wow. So you can send me one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even use it anymore. I've told you that before. I don't use it, so I don't ask for it. Uh, I get everything I need online. I love the damn thing. The, the old time records. You know, I break down to 57 Browns and right. everything else. Right. I love it. I go through the whole thing. I enjoy it. <laughs> great to be here with the oh, two it's great power to have guys. You. Look forward to it every year. Chris Mad Dog Russo from Sirius Woo. XM Mad Dog Sports Radio. We're on Sirius XM every day as well in yeah. the morning, you guys 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Yep. Today, no, not 7 to 9 Eastern. No, we I, People keep asking that. me, why is your show not on 7 to 9? Because it would be 4 a.m. in Las you Vegas. You can't do it. Too early in the morning. So, so, all right, I know you, you like to gamble. Yeah, yep. I, the two things I've learned about. I knew you liked to gamble before you started going on with Stephen A. and all that. I, I get your father lot. involved well, with the picks. Yeah, well, getting I remember them going. you asked me one time before a game. You were like, hey, who do you like today? And I, and I steered you the right way, I think, that day. And I want the yeah. scores <laughs> with you guys making these predictions on NBC. Give me the scores because that covers up at the we line. Do. We, do. We, we do do, do. the score. Yeah, you're chewing too many gummies at yeah, that point. Yeah, you're right. You you score score yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and nobody okay. took Miami against the Chiefs, and I decided to take Miami, so oh, that was a bad loss bad, that day bad loss. on a cold day yeah. in Kansas when City. I, I, so I'm a fellow, I like to dive into the THC world, all right? I'm a smoker, though. Right, I smoke. When did you become a gummy guy? I was like, I went to a boarding school, Christopher, in 1974. <laughs> the 70s, gotcha. upstate New York, right? Uh, Darrow School, New Lebanon, okay. and you know we had co-ed. We had 135 kids. It was in the woods, 11 miles from Pittsfield, Mass. Right. And my father went there in 50 and 51. Wow. It's an old Shaker school, so that is where it started on Saturday nights no when it was then, 15 but... below zero. But they were the real things. Yeah, the then. real things. Right. That is where. We went out there. Matter of fact, I hate to say this. Yeah. Can I say this on TV? You can, you can say whatever you want yes. here. On, night in, uh, on a day in 1970, I would say it was in 76. Right. I was not one of them. Right. This is about, you know, five years after the 60s. Okay. You know, half the campus tripped on LSD. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I never messed heavy. with that. That is heavy. That's a whole new ball game That's right a, there. I, Why, I, didn't I, I, Why didn't you? Why didn't you? 
because that's a little wacky. I yeah. don't want to look at wires and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I listen. I shouldn't even have said right. that to you guys. Uh, but I had. To, I but appreciate I love the your place. honesty, though. I love the Thank place. You. There for four years. Thank Somebody you. came up with this question. It wasn't me, but I love it. If your career was a Springsteen song, what song would it be? Uh, that's a good one. How about No Surrender? I like it. You know, I don't surrender to anything. Yeah, yeah, I just well, go out we there. know, yeah. I go out there, I kill it. Even your old man, I get on sometimes. Yeah, no, You know, I, he didn't I talk like to it. me for a long time he back in here. you? Oh, yeah. But we, we're, we're buddies now. Yeah, right. But, we, you know, when he was a player and he had his kids playing and everything else. Right. No surrender, though, Michael, is a good one. I like that. What I would like you that. do? Would you say something about me or my dad? I That's probably said, you know, if Phil's not, uh, Chris is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> he, stung, he screwed up the game and he took me for money because he, he loved you. He loves you, boys, so much. And he didn't talk to me for such a long period of time. <laughs> right. And I got one right now who's coaching Northern Arizona, as you know, the basketball. So yeah. if they say something bad about him, I'm going to kill him too. And not talk for a long time as well. Oh, you're funny. You're funny. All right. So I, I saw you with your little conversation a little bit on ESPN, getting into like the quarterback goat thing and all of that. Right. I don't know if I actually – I didn't get to hear it. Well, so here is the simple one with that. Give it to it. If I had it. a game to win yes. for my life. Right. All right, for my life. Doesn't yeah. make he's you know career wise the numbers aren't quite there yet. I would take Mahomes. Yeah, okay. If You're I had a game to that. win, I mean he's played one bad half. Yeah. I'm going to give him a break on the Tampa Super Bowl because right. the offensive line was a mess. Both and his toes were missing. Up. And, uh, his toe was messed up. and right. Reed was all messed up with his father, with his father, with with the son and the right. crash. Right. So I'm going to give him a little break on that. Yeah. The second half against the Bengals, he was bad in the game. Right. We'll give him that. You know right. the game that they had, yep. had a bad 21-3? I was terrible. Right. That's the only time. So, in other words, he's 14-3 and in postseason. He's had one bad half. Yeah. And he's, you know, he, you know what he's great at? He's great at winning the game for you if he has to, and then he can manage the game well for you against the Ravens yep. right. if he has to. Exactly. So, I would take him. Obviously, I don't think he's going to get the seven Super Bowls. So, when people look at the number, they're going to go with number seven and Brady as a result. I think Montana gets a little shortchanged. Four and zero in Super Bowls, right? Eleven touchdowns and not one pick. Yeah, and three-time MVP. Right. Rice won the and the year that he didn't win the Super Bowl, yeah, he Rice won him it. Back late. There you go, Chris. Yeah. He went down the field and hit the ball to John yeah. Taylor for yeah. crying out loud. I hear you. I think he's a little underrated, but for a game for my life, yeah. I would take Mahomes. Why don't you think Mahomes is going to catch Brady? I think he will. Seven is a lot. He's got two now. He's yeah. got five to get. I mean, I guess he could. You know, I mean, it's not impossible. Right? He's I only going to no, get better. We were talking about this earlier. It's going to be tough, though. As he gets older, his brain is going to expand even more. That's he's fair. He's going to not sharper. be surprised by anything. He's going to be able to make the reads faster, get rid of the ball. He's not going to have to run around all over the place. He's the, only going to get better. The bigger thing to me is will they keep up with him, right? That, that's what Brady had the luxury of. Right, they went through two different eras and went, okay, we won three Super Bowls, we lost one. All right, now we got to retool the team completely. And they got it back to a capacity of now, hey, Brady, if you play well, we can win more Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. Can right. the Chiefs maintain that? Can they build a team here for the future for five, six years from now where Mahomes is what you say, but the team is still able to help him and be around it. He could take advantage of all his tools at the time. That'll be a big part and of this And will Reed stay? A lot hey, of people right. think he might leave. Right. I don't well, know. He was Peter says he won't. Right. The Chiefs have the possibility on their radar yes. screen, and not just because he's 65. Right. They think there's a chance that he goes. They're aware of it. They're planning for the eventuality who would be if the who, would if he did decide to leave who would know. be the well, coach? somebody from in well, staff Mike and I know a little bit like there was some reaching out last year because they saw right. this on their radar a little right. bit right oh, we're not really? going to get too yeah. much into specifics I don't want to burn Mike or myself right. here but well yeah but I think that if it would happen in theory if it happens this time you're going to have a groundswell like the Raiders had with players wanting Antonio Pierce Spagnola. you're going to have players who want Eric Bieniemy. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not sure if I go there. Yeah. I mean, he killed Sam Howell. Yeah. Well, and your father says that to me all the time. Yeah. 57 pass attempts. Right. Never rushed a ball. All yeah. these sacks. Yeah. He, didn't like, he did not like the way they, they killed the poor kid. Right. Never gave him a chance. Yeah. So, and he gets fired. I did not like the Dan Quinn hire. Of course not. You mean to tell me that Washington, <laughs> who wanted Johnson for whatever the reason, right. they had a defensive coach. Quinn blew a 28-9 lead uh, a deep, yeah, well, yeah. in the fourth quarter, 28-9. And then, of course, the, 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 the defense against San Francisco. 48 points. I mean, terrible. And now Dan Quinn is going to be your I coach? I said all this yesterday. I don't understand it. This, this is right. ridiculous. The greatest thing he ever did was hire Kyle Shanahan as an offensive coordinator. Right? Exactly. I mean, That's a good point. The team fell apart right from there. He I inherited mean, Matt Ryan. Right. He inherited 
Dimitrov Julio Jones. and build a team that was ready. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, we're with you. We, we were disappointed. It feels like the third choice. And Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, yeah. The I'm offense. all right with that, man. Why didn't Ben Johnson want the job? Um, I don't know they must this have paid for him. sure. I, you know, I, I think, if, you know, what I've gotten the feel in league circles, and I don't have this answer yet, but I feel like the structure wasn't exactly what he was looking for. And he, he wants full control. Well, then? he wants maybe a little bit more say in the matter. Because right. the GM from the Niners right. is going to do all the right. work. He's going right. to take over. Right. Wow. So, and so I think maybe he's he a really like good that. coach, and he's like, well, I only got one shot here, and I don't like the way this recipe is developing Interesting. here. Interesting. And I think that was also what I've been led to believe was part of the reason he asked for a big contract was because it was like, I, I told Mike this the other I day. I want protection if I, I can. I don't know if I really love this job, so if you pay me this, I'll do it. I love it. But I'm not going to do it for less than that. I right? love the job, yeah. though. I think the owner's good. I mean, he's got a good reputation. They got the second pick in a draft. It's it's a great division. It's a great historical division. It is. There's a lot would, of love I there. I mean, it's but not Carolina. I would think he would do it. There's a lot of work, right? Oh, there's a lot of you work. Know? Team stinks. Yeah. Team there's stinks. A lot of work. Stadium stinks. Right. They're going to get a new Literally. one. Yeah. There you Literally go. The stadium's stinks. terrible. The, right. Pipe busts. But there's a couple of bad stadiums. That's one of them. There's always a risk to Mad Dog when the window's open and you don't go through it. Who knows? There's no guarantee the window's going to be open next year. I agree. Maybe for Ben Johnson it will be. Maybe the Lions will be just as good. But, you know, Bobby Slowick, the Texans' offensive coordinator, could be the hot young He's offensive candidate next He's year and too. eclipse him. So who knows? It's not like you're ever going to have your choice of any and all jobs. There's yeah. only so many of them. And, and the job's open for a reason. Yeah. Good jobs and good teams don't come open very often. And I think Belichick will coach again, too. I do. I and I think Rabel will that. coach again. Agreed. I'm not sure about Pete Carroll. Right. No, I, I think you're, you're right about that. And, gosh, if Andy did step away, I would think Vrabel or somebody like that could be at the top of the list for Kansas City, too. He certainly would be one of my top choices. So be enemy Ben Johnson. for enemy. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I know. I know. That's Mike, Mike has that feeling. All right, but I want to get into some other fun stuff with you, Mr. Record and Fact Book. Let's yes, see sir. how good you are. Oh, I'm good All at it. Right? Go ahead. I'm All good right. at the history. Go All ahead. Right. Who, what's the longest touchdown pass in Super Bowl history? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take a guess. I don't think it's the answer. Is it the Jim Plunkett, Kenny King one? No, that's a pretty good one. No, but there's one other. I'll lead you down. It was the Patriots were in this football game. Oh, was it uh, to Desmond Howard from Favre? Nope. That was, nope. It's going to be. That was a long one, too. That was Rising, That's Patriots. That's Patriots. Oh, it's Patriots game. Patriots won the game? Right. This is the Patriots were in the game, and they did win this game. Okay, because they were in the game against Green Bay in in 96. I know. You weren't wrong there. I hear you. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So that means they. I know. It's the quarterback that slips people's Super Bowl history mind. The long game. With Muhammad? Muhammad, exactly right. 85 yards. That was a very good game. Right? It was a great game. I was there. And he played great in that game. It was very low scoring or Scoreless for the it's first like half. 6-3, and all of a sudden explosion. And then, and then, yeah, and then crazy right. one wardrobe right. malfunction later, and right. uh, all hell breaks loose That's out in the field. Question. That's a yeah. good question. That was a good one? Yes, right, very I got good. another one along those lines. Go ahead, let me Longest hear it. touchdown run in Super Bowl history. That's another It's another. One. It's not Marcus Allen running into the night. Against Washington right. when he had it's the great that. run, 83. Right. Uh, but, yeah, longest Super Bowl run. Right. Undrafted a, player. Uh, un, it's another guy. Is it Tim Smith? No, no. I, that's a good guess. Washington could have won the MVP. Denver. Doug, you know, he had a guy 22 yards rushing. 236, I believe. 236. Right. Well, you guys are good. Well, yeah. The I'm longest like you run. in this department. Right. Wow. He, North Carolina. He played for Pittsburgh. Huh. Uh, you know, I'm not going to know. It's Willie Parker. Oh, uh, yes. Parker. Against bad Seattle. Job. Bad job by one. you. That's a tough one, Bad right? job by you. That's yeah. a bad job. <laughs> bad job by you. Bad job. That's a, that's a good one. Bad. You know what I found was interesting is that when San Francisco lost to Detroit in 57, the halftime score and the Lions came back was 24-7 and the yes. Lions won. Oh, isn't that and crazy? And this year, it, happened. it was the others 24-7 right. Detroit. Yes. And San Francisco came back to when I found that. That was ironic. Too. It was. And Campbell still bothers me. Kick the field goals. Of course. Kick right. the, especially the first one. The make first one. Make it a three-score game. Oh, what are you doing, Dan? Why is that even a debate? And you then make it a three-score game. And then he sits there and t- he runs the ball on, yeah. on second down at the one yeah, yard right. line. Yeah, right. They waste the time out. Yeah. Oh, was, uh, they, they oh, should, they should be here. Should be there. They outplayed the Niners. Who's the guest, the one guest you haven't had on that you want to have on before you call it quits? Historically, in all sports. Anytime. And that you can get now. That, oh, that, that I can get that, that, Yeah, no, so no Joe DiMaggio. No, right, yeah, no like Joe that. D. No Willie Mays. That would be a get. Right. That's a good one. You know, this is going to strain. This is when a, this is going to strain. This is a strange answer. Yeah. I have never had him, and you guys both know how much I love the coaching 
the coaches. Yeah. And I've asked for him forever, Nick Saban. Wow. Wow. And you would think he'd be an easy get. Yeah, why would he do I it? I cannot get him. Wow. Damn. You know, whether he knows me. And, and I want Nick Saban where not eight minutes. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about Kent State when he was at Kent State with the shootings. Yep, I want to unpack it a little yeah, bit. There you go. Yeah. I, you know, working with Belichick in Cleveland. Right. Why he went to Miami. and right. He'd be a great yeah, spot. I hear you. And I have never been able to get him. Right. Grew up 20 minutes away. His dad had a gas station. Got a lot of his work ethic That's from right. his dad. His yeah, dad is very hard well, charging. So it makes his football sense team. now why you can't get him. He's a jerk from West Virginia like this guy. That's I did know this fall out the gas station. <laughs> no, that's an easy one. You figure I could get yeah. Nick Saban. That's, yeah. a, that's one I would love to get on. Uh, let's see. Well, he has time now. I should be able to yeah. get him, wouldn't you <laughs> I think? I would think so. out loud, I, I should be able to get him. But he's one I always think about. Where are you going to watch the game Sunday? I am gonna, you gonna you know, I'm an home? empty nester now. Okay. So it's just gonna be my wife and I. Okay. So I, I'm gonna take her to a place this week to make some of those prop bets. Right. Because I made two prop bets. You want to hear them quickly? Yes, okay, I do. Last week. Right. What a lucky one! Sixteen and a half yards over in the first game. Who do you think it was? What a scramble by Mahomes or no sixteen and a half yards receiving oh, over on the over in the first game. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Oh yeah, last play of the game. Yeah. yeah, here's the other one. Right, and I got a break. Right, I took Goff over completions. Yeah, it was twenty three and a half. He got to fifteen. He was at fifteen last drive. So I actually needed oh, the Niners so the two to minute. score the touchdown, yeah. not the field goal. Because they score the touchdown, they play their prevent defense, right. and they have a lot of short passes, and he had 10 completions that's on the last drive. Uh, so I got it. I got it, Jamie! What do you got? Serious go- XM. Okay, go ahead. We're done. Go ahead. I was going to say, what do we got going for the Super Bowl? But I haven't looked bad? at the props What's yet? the over-under on gummies for the Super Bowl? That's uh, the I will question. take one before the game. That pregame is <laughs> right. a long. Your father be bored stiff. That's a long pregame. So you'll take one. I'll take a half of one there, maybe one, and then the other half when they kick off. When they kick off. Else. Okay. Yeah, I'll be into it. You know, it's a long way, though, from Friday night right. to yeah. Sunday at 5 36 o'clock. Yeah. That is a Don't long way for getting to those yeah. games. We're going right. to do LSD. Right. Don't do <laughs> you that. do the gummy, we'll do LSD. Who are you taking in the game? You're going Kansas Chiefs? City. All right. I had him against Buffalo. Yeah. I had him against the Ravens. Okay. I'm not betting against Mahomes under right. any circumstances. Absolutely yeah. right. That's the way to go. Chris, Mad Dog Radio, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio. Thank you so much. Good job, Chris. Great seeing you as always. Thank you. Florio, we know we love you. All right. Good job. We'll be right back. More PFT Live right after this. Your father is the best guest in the history of this show. He came on to the Super Bowl, (laughs) and he turned into Don Rickles, and he just roasted me for five minutes. Did I not say anything nice about him? Just rip his ass the whole time? Yeah, that's exactly right. How can he improve as a host? Quit. Damn. Yes. Yes. Did you wear that jacket in high school? Uh, I could have, yes. Why? I'm just wondering. <laughs> Can you ask me a damn good question? Just at least act like a reporter for a second. We've turned Phil Simms into Jeffrey Ross. We're just roasting everybody. This is amazing. <laughs> this is what I always do. That's Phil Sims with Kevin Clark. Uh, Back when you were doing the Slow News wow. Day podcast you got the, the New big, York Times. You got now. the wrath of the big effer there. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Did, well, I did that, that's him we right there. Talk. We were talking. It was it, same game four years ago, obviously. It was a, 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 the first version of this rematch. And I didn't know uh, what he was going to be like. And I've, I've never forgotten it. The best guest still in the history of our show. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Yeah, big Phil's got a little bit more... Um, you know, I think he, a lot of people grew up or watched him with, yeah. you know, Jim Nance. And yeah. they think, oh, he's calling the game so professionally. Of course. But, you know, I, I didn't learn all these swear words and all these things <laughs> I talk by myself. I learned them from the big effort. And, uh, yeah, he could talk crap with the best yeah. of them. <laughs> all right, Kevin Clark hosts This Is Football on ESPN. First year in the books now. It's amazing how fast time flies. I mean, you were just with the ringer, and now, boom, it goes by. How fast, how fun, what's it been like working at ESPN? It's, it's been amazing. It's been a dream job. Um, the people at Omaha Productions and ESPN are, uh, like, incredible. And the support they've given and, you know, working with Peyton and Eli and just having them in the orbit, like, no one understands quarterbacks better, like, maybe ever than Peyton Manning. And right. having him as a resource when needed uh, is incredible. Like, we, we had him on a couple weeks ago. Hey, we'll just go through the, the quarterbacks in the playoffs and, like, who's better than that? Right. Um, and so it's, it's, been, it's been a dream. But as you said, the season goes by so quickly. I, I feel like it's still September. You know, I just I look at the schedule and I'm like, where the heck did this go? Do you have his number in your phone? 
Can you text him right now if you want to? I have his email address. Okay. Well, that's he emailed me when I took the job. A very warm note, and I just that's 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 uh, that's culture. That is culture. Hey, well, you're the man. I mean, you really are. I mean, you're incredibly talented. I think people like talking to you. You know the game. You're clued in a lot, right? I want to kind of hit on one of the things you've been hitting on a little bit: the Mahomes legacy. Right? We got all these guys that I think we agree, you probably agree, and go, there's these AFC quarterbacks yeah. that are superstars. Like, you know, Super Bowl winning yeah. superstar quarterbacks, and yet they can't get there because of this damn guy wearing 1 5 in red. So go, let me hear it. The one thing the MJ era means when right. we say he's in the Michael Jordan era is right. absolutely legendary players. The performances that get them to legend status. Those guys are relegated to minor characters. Right. That's what MJ era means. That right. means Carl Malone. Yeah. That means Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Right. That means the magic uh, with Shaq and Penny. Charles I, Barkley. My, my, Charles Barkley. Right. My, my hometown team, the magic, they just couldn't get there. Hakeem won only because MJ left the league for two years. Right. So you have to understand that there are um, there are great players like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. I mean, Joe Burrow got him once at one point. But they're going to either be – some of them will end up being ringless. And, I, you know, the, the way I put it is in 20 years, they're all going to be wearing gold jackets, and those guys are going to come up to Patrick Mahomes and say, man, I wish you were never born, which yeah, is the best compliment right. you can give a legendary quarterback. Right. Or athlete, for that yeah, matter. Right. And I'm glad you're putting it that way because one of the things I've been saying, Kevin, we all want to witness history. Sure. We need to realize we are. And I – I'd like to think people are coming around to the idea. Instead of being upset about yeah, the Chiefs yeah, yeah. and about Mahomes and about this and about that, there's nothing you can do about it. I said after the FC Championship, if you don't like what you're seeing here from the Chiefs, you better just stop watching football for the next 10 years because <laughs> it's not going to change. This guy's only going to get better as he gets more experience, sure. he gets smarter, he gets wiser, he gets more adept. And, or if you're a quarterback, do something about it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I just think we all should just enjoy yeah. the ride. There's nothing we can do about it. Just enjoy the ride. And everybody says they want parody until they see parody. They want to see greatness. Uh, and I do. What's funny is I, I remember there's an old line in sitcom writing from like the 50s where they say, a story on TV is just get a character in hot water and then he gets out of it in the last five minutes. Yeah. That's Mahomes. He goes down yeah, double digits. It's not like, like he's either winning every game of 50 points. He has th- that incredible record uh, in, in the fourth quarter when yep. down right. two scores. Um, you know, he has more wins in those situations than some franchises do in their entire history. Yep. Um, he is a miracle worker. I think the best thing you can say about him is he makes miracles look easy. We, right. we, you know, we, After that Houston game a few years ago where they had to erase that huge lead, it looked normal. It didn't look like 28-3 to where everything was you know, frantic and, and pressed. It's just he just goes about it. And I had um, Mr. Schwartz on my, my podcast last week, and he said that the thing about Mahomes, it's not like he's giving some varsity blues speech on the sidelines saying, hey, 15 minutes for the rest of our lives. No, he's saying, hey, guys, I know we're good. Let's just keep executing. Yeah, and, you know, right. I think Todd Munkin can learn something from that. Sure. Lamar Jackson can learn, learn something from that. When you're talking about what happens when, when the panic button should be pressed but doesn't get pressed because you know you have the capability yeah. to win. That's Mahomes. It's ruthlessness. It's execution. You know, there's an old Bill Walsh line where he said there's no such thing as rising to the occasion. That doesn't really happen. Yeah. What happens is you execute normally when everybody else loses their heads. Right. That's Mahomes. That's yeah. Andy Reid. That's a Jordan. great way to put it. we right. got to take a break. More with Kevin Clark when PFT Live continues right after this. There are the head coaches who have been hired in this cycle that is now concluded, unless and until there are more vacancies, but there likely won't be at this point. Kevin Clark of ESPN's This Is Football is with us. I like Kevin Clark's old school look, right? How he's dressed here. You know, to well, me, he's but, like one of those guys that's like, hey, sport, sport, hey, champ, champ, let me get a question for you. But, but it, it goes next level when you keep the button undone and pull the tie down because that is the I just got home from a long day from work. Please give me a drink. And when's dinner going to be ready? Yeah. I remember a reply because I did a bunch of shows from here, Radio Row, a couple of years ago, and someone replied and said, you always at these shows, Radio Row, Look like a grizzled cop who's just been demoted. <laughs> just been, and I have to do office work, you know, paperwork. I'm behind the desk, all that stuff. But that's, that's the look. Little, you know, yeah. just looser tie, you know, stubble, the whole thing. We showed the list of head coaching hires up there. The head coach hire you like the most is which one? Wow. I mean, it's, it's so context-based. I love the Dave Canales thing only because it's simple. Best reclamation project for a quarterback this year was Baker Mayfield. Bryce Young needs to be that next year for the Panthers to do anything. Um, obviously, I think you know, I've had people say that it's not a next year thing for Bryce Young. It's a two years from now thing. It's a three years from now thing. It's about building up his confidence, keeping him upright. 
um, I don't think I, – I, I saw a stat the other day. He was the 30th, 38th best quarterback by EPA per play last year. He's not the 38th most talented quarterback in football. You're going to be able to see a rise as long as the offense is simplified, as long as you get better pieces around there. I really like that. Um, Jim Harbaugh, to me, is the one – that's the one you like the most? or Yes. Yeah. They're going to win a Super Bowl. Right. They're going to win a Super Bowl. Oh, now wow. They're, they're going to take their medicine yeah. uh, cap-wise for the next, let's say, two years. I yeah. talked to some cap people uh, at Radio Road today talking about that. They can, they can you know, we saw this with the, uh, the Brandon Bean bills where they just took a ton of dead cap in one year. We saw that with the Chris Greer Dolphins when they started their rebuild a couple of years ago. You're going to be able to really eat some huge contracts, which I don't, I don't think people are necessarily prepared for, bigger right. names. Right. But... Um, Justin Herbert with Jim Harbaugh. We, we don't anticipate, like, that Niners roster that he took over when they went to the NFC Challenge game the first yeah. year, it's not like anybody was like, this is a sleeping giant. Nobody was talking about that team. He maximized that roster. And we look back on it now, and we say, oh, Alex Smith was on that team. Justin Smith was on that team. No, Jim Harbaugh made that team what it was. We look back on that roster as talented because Jim Harbaugh yeah, put it all used together. Them the right way. Yes, it, the right it's way. all retro. Right. He, he's going to immediately maximize that roster. Right. So they're going to win immediately, and then in three to four years, I think they make a Super Bowl and they win one within five. That's okay. my prediction. All right. Well, I don't disagree with that. Even though they have to deal with Patrick Mahomes, Harbaugh has shown he can coach and succeed everywhere at, at every level he goes to. He thought he was getting the Vikings job a couple of years ago, and somebody at this desk was kind of hoping that he had, but it, it didn't happen. <laughs> Which head coaching hire do you like the least? Wow. Uh, Dan Quinn. Um, yeah. I don't know. Poor Dan Quinn. I, does, anybody like, does anybody like that Dan Quinn was hired by the Commanders? I don't think, so. I don't think Jay, Dan does, Quinn likes that he was hired Jay, by Yeah, I was going to say, does Josh Harris like it? <laughs> um, it, it? It's hard because I don't know. If the job is to coach the team, and I had a couple people say to me on Washington radio that they wanted to be, to be the Adam Peters show, I understand that. But Bill Belichick is the best coach of all time, not the best GM of all time. You call Bill Belichick and you say, hey, Adam Peters is going to give you 53 guys, make 46 active, and then maximize that roster, build a game plan every single week. That's what you're going to do best. Coach ball. Go back to, to what you should be able to do. If he doesn't want to do it, fine, move on. Does Pete Carroll want to do it? Does Mike Vrabel want to do it? Does somebody want to do it and just say, you know what, we want to be Adam Peters-led, but let's have the best coach every single week. Someone's going to take that job. Um, and so I was disappointed. I felt like they settled a little bit. And I just don't understand why you wouldn't try to get Bill Belichick in the building as something when he's available. I don't even think they got into real conversations yeah. with him. From everything I know, I told Mike that the other day. I mean, it, it might have been a reach-out call. Yeah. I think to your point, too, a little bit, where they're like – you know, you got to put yourself in Bill Belichick's shoes. He's like, wait, you want me to listen to the guy who right. worked for me 20 years ago to learn how to do the job he's doing, <laughs> right? So that's I can understand that. But I'm with you. The Dan Quinn thing is it does not motivate me. No. I don't really love the Cliff Kingsbury hire off of that. I'm not a fan, you've heard me say this before, of interdivision hirings. Yeah. Oh, now the Cowboys get to play against a coach where they go, I know how he makes the rest, you know, the meal every week. I know what he's going to do when we motion this. We practice against him every day. I am not a fan of that by any stretch of the imagination, let alone, yeah, I think it's questionable whether he should have got that job anyways. I, I, I don't get it. It is. It's underwhelming. The other thing is yeah. Josh Harris had the easiest job in the world, in the literal world last year, which is not be Dan Snyder. And I think that there's, there's a honeymoon period, obviously, but I think it's over now because I think Commanders fans are looking at this and saying, Okay, this looks like you bungled it a little bit. You know, there's the reports that Ben Johnson thought they were basketball guys, which yeah. obviously, you know, Bob Myers is there, Josh Harris obviously yeah. has a background in other sports. I understand sort of that default. I think Commanders fans are getting a little bit of here we go again in yeah. their heads. And I think the easiest thing to do was to give Commanders fans something they could, they could hold on to. They're going to have a quarterback. They're going to have something to go to. I thought the Cliff Kingsbury hire was uninspiring again. You should be able to sell if you're the Commanders have the offensive side of the ball with a great young quarterback and be this year's Bobby Slowick and just have C.J. Stroud. He's already a, Slowick's already a candidate for head coaching jobs. Yep. I just don't understand why you couldn't get a better O.C. than Cliff Kingsbury for that role. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Yep. He's Kevin Clark from ESPN. Is. This is Football, a podcast on which Chris has been a guest, but I have not. Well, he wants to keep That'll that change. as his podcast. That'll change. That'll change. That'll off of it. That will be fine. <laughs> we'll be back with more right after this. He's a smart man. <laughs> Oh, it's happening. Tomorrow oh, at 5 yeah. p.m. Pacific time, a live audience at the Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay, the Joint Megapix podcast, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, PFTPM. 
We will be there. We're going to have fun. I think we probably should have a drink. I'll have a drink. All right. We're going to do that. We're going to take questions. We want the audience to be involved. Throw, you know, blurt out stuff. If you want to yell, Florio's a jerk, we'll, we encourage it. Uh, but then I think after, we need to do dinner. No, I got a problem. Why? I'm going to see you two after. Oh, crap. Uh, I yeah. want to go dominate the craps tables again. Well, you well, two's not until 8 o'clock. We did dominate the craps tables, by we the did. way, last night. We I've did. got the He's evidence got of it. I've, I've never got seen it. a rich Have guy I lost be it so yet? excited about I'm getting so excited. $200 And extra. I got the big bills <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. the outside. Oh, oh, there it goes. Fumble. Fumble. I got the big bills on the outside this time. That was so much fun oh, last night. It was a lot I got of fun. the bug. I'm ready to go back. We did. I got they, the itch. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Our man JK. Look JK at was the rolling. The guy him. on the left was JK. on fire for a minute. JK was rolling and winners after winners go. after winners. I'm there sitting there going, why wasn't I riding the wave harder? <laughs> All right. I'm going, damn, I made some money and I should have rode it harder. He, my man was hot right there. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Hot hand at a dice game. Doubled James my money. Kaminsky. My, my gambling budget is considerably higher than it was yesterday because I brought a certain amount of money to gamble right. with, and that's it. Yeah. And when it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. Now I got twice as much Pete as I have. Pete just want, he goes, are you allowed to take photos in a casino? Pete, you can do anything in this <laughs> casino. Let me just tell you, anything. Almost anything. You drink, smoke, Somebody whatever. had their vape pen last night. I don't yeah, know who. And, you know, it ended up in my hand. I don't know I how mean, it got there. I don't know right, how it got there. It is, uh, I want to get a cigar a going in there. I want to get a cowboy hat. I want to get a cigar. I want to get some boots. Building? What's going on? Get some whiskey. Yeah. Off we go. Enjoy your Tuesday. See, See you tomorrow morning or afternoon or whatever the hell it is. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.